Today on Jerusalem Dateline, Netanyahu forms his government and we hear from Israelis about the state of the nation and the changes they see happening. Plus, one Israeli university seems to be getting it right as students from various religions and ethnicities study together in peace and without incident. And we'll hear about the history behind the Shuk, Jerusalem's famous open-air market. All this and more in this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Julie Stahl. After numerous elections in less than four years, former Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu is about to become Prime Minister for an unprecedented sixth time. Swearing in for the new government is scheduled for Thursday, although opposition members plan to filibuster and delay the proceedings for as long as possible. As you can see from this report, the stakes are high and the response internationally and from Israelis is mixed. Just before the midnight deadline, Israeli Prime Minister-designate Benjamin Netanyahu phoned Israeli President Isaac Herzog. I wanted to let you know that thanks to the huge public support we received during the elections, I am able to form a government that will take care of all citizens of Israel, and I intend, of course, to establish it as soon as possible. Netanyahu's coalition consists of his Likud party and religious parties. There's no disputing on any end of the political spectrum that it's going to be the rightward most government that Israel's had in its 70-plus years of, of modern history. By law, Netanyahu is not required to reveal the terms of the agreements he made with his coalition partners until 48 hours before the new government is sworn in. That is scheduled to take place on Thursday. In the past few months, the United Nations released a number of anti-Israel resolutions, and both the U.S. and European Union restated their support for a two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. That's a non-starter for Netanyahu's government and much of Israel. They've reacted somewhat cautiously from Washington, uh, still saying that the relationship with Israel and the U.S. goes on as always. We will work with the Netanyahu government. CBN News senior editor and political analyst John Wagi says Netanyahu will work to shift the focus in the Middle East. He has a vision for diplomacy. He's going to try and transcend Iran by going through the Gulf states of Saudi Arabia and seeing if he can't change the balance of making the Palestinians the center point of Middle Eastern negotiations and diplomacy. Though a plurality of Israelis has consistently voted for Netanyahu, Reaction to the new government is mixed. This is a bad government, very bad. It's a racist government, and I don't believe it will last more than a year, and I really hope it will not make it. We have a lot of hopes from the new government. We hope that this government will uh, be a real right-wing government that will do a lot of good for Am Israel, for the nation of Israel, build the country, build uh, new settlements. After five elections in less than four years, the big question on most Israelis' minds is, will the new government last? Only time will tell. So what are Israelis saying these days about the incoming government and national security? Take a look at what some Israelis told us. What do you think about the new government? I hope it, uh, that they accomplish everything they need to to create peace who has granted us life, sustained us, and enabled us to reach this occasion. 
The government, with the help of God, will take care of every citizen of Israel, a government that won't be racist to any resident. We want unity here, and with the help of God, we will achieve unity. I don't like it at all. Why? Because I think it's corrupted government, leading by a corrupted uh, uh, <laughs> prime minister. <laughs> I like their wonderful they're going to do a wonderful job. I am optimistic, always. Uh, I don't know much about it, but I'm not a fan of Netanyahu. No, and what about the other parties that are joining him? Even worse. The government will be good. It will be good for us in the land and everything will be fine. We are a bit worried, but uh, I hope that uh, we're going to feel um, more secured. Now, we are very happy that the government is a government with a bit more of a Jewish identity. It's concerned more about the people of Israel without trying to imitate other people to stay with our true Jewish identity. I really believe that the government will have hopefully the best, you know, that they have the best chances to do things and that they will be able to hopefully succeed and, and overcome those obstacles. I'm very happy that we reached today. The Prime Minister said it's incumbent upon him to raise up a government. I hope there will be good things in the country and we'll have good news. So you think it'll be able to stick? We won't have another election? Maybe. Uh, so what? We are used to it. I hope so. I think for the sake of everyone, I think we all hope a, a, a unified government is a good government and it's good for, for Klai Yisrael. So I hope it does. It doesn't seem like much sticks in Israel for very long, so we'll see how long it lasts, I guess. With the help of God, if we work like we need to, yes. If not, it will fall apart. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Uh, big question. I don't know. What concerns you most about Israel? Nothing. Nothing? No. Wow. Everything, you know, I see everything. It's wonderful because it's all from up there. There's a lot of uh, obstacles to peace, um, both in terms of Arabs compared to Israelis and as well Jew to Jew and having obviously the, the different uh, ideologies and different opinions. And like I said, you know, the, we could all come together, Bachdut, one together, unity. You know, that's what we really need as much as we can. It used to be a very pleasant place to live, that people uh, cared about one, in, one another, and now it's only groups. The, the, everyone cares about its own community. Nothing scares us. The people of Israel are alive and well. It's mainly about the, uh, you know, security, also economics. Coming up. More thoughts from Israelis about what they love about their country and their dreams for the future. Now, for a limited time, you can get five of CBN's critically acclaimed documentaries. Experience the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. The historic bonds between the Jewish people and the land of Israel cannot be broken. Relive the battle for Jerusalem in the Six-Day War. Jerusalem is yours forever. Discover how Israeli volunteers are changing the world. When people need us, we volunteer and we come and help. Explore the world of Israeli technological innovation. We're people of dreams. God gives us dreams. And that's really the roots, I think, of, of much of our innovation. And understand the biggest land dispute in history. Many Palestinian Arabs claim that the Jews stole Arab land. But is that the real story? This exclusive Israel DVD collection can be yours for a gift of $29.99 or more. Call now or go online to get your Israel DVD bundle, which includes streaming access.
Download the CBN News app, 24-7 News, from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. This holiday season, go deeper into the biblical story of Christmas. In CBN's free devotional, Emmanuel, God with us, you'll witness God's nearness in the birth of Jesus. And you'll be encouraged to trust in God's promises for your life today. Get your free copy of Emmanuel, God with us. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Emmanuel. Here's more from the streets of Jerusalem about how Israelis see their country and their hopes for the future. So what makes you happy about the country? Just walking through the country, seeing this beautiful country, being able to live in a land that my grandparents could not live in. Walking streets that they could not go, they were not, they were barred from doing. That's what gives me true pleasure, to have the access to be able to see the Makam Kedoshim and really all of Eretz, to be able to walk the steps. I love the people, I love the spirit, I love Jerusalem, I love the weather, not in the summer, but... Everything, every stone, every beautiful day, every piece of bread, every flower, every beautiful girl. The people, <laughs> definitely, definitely. The land of Israel is the most fruitful and the best in the world. There's nothing better than Israel. There are a lot of uh, big projects that are uh, getting uh, people together. And I think it's, uh, it's not just in Tel Aviv. It's, uh, we see it more and more. The prophets say that the days will come that old men and women will sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each man with his staff in his hand because of old age, and the streets will be filled with children playing. Whoever looks around sees that 2,000 years ago you couldn't think there would be something like this. Suddenly the people of Israel are happy. Jerusalem is rebuilt. What are your hopes for this coming year? Good environment, good uh, atmosphere for everyone and a good future for the kids. What's most important is that people will love one another and be connected to one another. It doesn't matter what opinions they have or how much their thoughts are different. We're in the same place from the same lineage. Peace, tranquility, everyone should get together and have a long-lasting peace. As much unity as possible in the people of Israel with the help of God. With God's help, it'll be good and blessed. It will be better than last year kids to be a peace and quiet country and uh, not to be afraid to be on the on the streets on the in the school maybe in the universities and not to be not to get into a new epidemic the country will develop and we won't forget what it means to be a real Jew our hope is that we will realize the vision of the prophets that soon the people of Israel will dwell on their own land. All the Jews of the United States, the Jews of Europe will come here. We have our own home. There's nothing to search for in another place. In some exciting archaeology news, 
the Israel Antiquities Authority, the Israel National Parks Authority, and the City of David Foundation announced they'll be excavating Jerusalem's historic Pool of Siloam. The pool was first constructed 2,700 years ago during the reign of King Hezekiah. It's also mentioned in the book of John in the New Testament when Jesus healed the blind man by putting mud on his eyes and then told him to wash in the Pool of Siloam. Up next, an Israeli university with a very diverse student population. What are they doing right? Names from the Old Testament are being unearthed all over the city of Jerusalem. This was amazing. Come as close as you can get to personalities that are known from the Bible. Astonishing discoveries made today. A jaw-dropping moment of Bible archaeology. This is much more than a thrill. This is actual history that took place here on the site where we sit right now. Confirm the kings and prophets of the Bible left real evidence of their lives. Right time, the right place, with the right people. And one of the most significant finds in recent history. Exactly as the Bible tells us happened in the days of King Hezekiah. Written in stone, kings and prophets. We have the Bible and we have archaeologists. Telling our story, it's matching. The Old Testament is a reliable history book. Get your copy today for a gift of any dollar amount. Call now or go to cbn.com slash written in stone. Here, we're committed to a heritage of rigorous scholarship dating back over a thousand years. And to a faith tradition dating back a thousand more. This is how we create a culture of inquiry where no topic is off limits. And a culture of hope. Anything's possible! It's Christian leadership. And it's changing the world for the better. It's higher learning. It's greater knowing. It's what makes us whole. It's what makes us region. Hello, everyone. I am so happy we are together for one of my most favorite times of the year, Thanksgiving Day. Gizmo and friends have so much to be thankful for. I'm thankful for my family, my friends. For God and all that he has created. We have resources to be able to live and the Holy Spirit. Join the CBN Animation Club and get the great Thanksgiving turkey test. Plus two copies to share with others. All for your gift of only $25. Pivoting away from the usual reports about strife and discord, here's a story on peaceful coexistence. It's something Israelis see and experience all the time, but doesn't hit the news much. It's also something you can see at Ariel University, in the city of Ariel in the West Bank or Biblical Samaria. Here's a report from a while back in which CBN's Scott Ross takes us to the university, which hosts an extremely diverse student body. This is Ariel University, located in the hills of Biblical Samaria. Established in 1982, the school sought to improve higher education here, especially in the sciences, engineering, and health. We're standing in front of now a particle accelerator. Yes. What is the purpose of a particle accelerator? Does every home need one? You do have a little one in every home. Really? You have a microwave oven, okay. and in the microwave oven, you have a little particle accelerator, and it creates the radiation. Professor Aharon Friedman told me there are only a few of these machines in the world. The main research that we actually have occurring here now is cancer research. We have discovered that that particular radiation causes cancer cells 
to kill themselves. Kill themselves? Yes. Put them on a suicide mission. Exactly. <laughs> but all the healthy cells are alive and well. The university's home is Ariel, what some call a West Bank settlement and territory Palestinians want for a future state. It's also land promised to the Jewish people as an eternal inheritance in the Bible. But you have been boycotted at times. We have been boycotted. Who's boycotting you? Uh, European governments, uh, the U.S. State Department. Oddly enough, despite the politics, the university represents a model for coexistence. 15,000 Israeli, Jewish, and Arab students study here together without a problem. I spoke with a variety of the students, Shira, a Jewish woman from New York, Efrat, a religious Israeli woman, Eli Ron, a reserve soldier, Yasser, an Israeli Arab, and Yossi, whose family immigrated from Ethiopia. Why did you choose to come to Ariel University? I was looking for where there's a good psychology program, uh, something like an eclectic student body, and I found it here. Okay, any of the rest of you, why you? Because of the professional, of course, the professional um, department here and especially in communication. The people here are so warm and, and happy, and the teachers too. It's a small university, so uh, they can give a good care to every student they see. Do you agree with what he's saying about the, the atmosphere, the, yeah, the relationship? It's, uh, it's a good atmosphere. My relationship with uh, other people is uh, very good as well, and they, I don't have any problem with anyone here. Do any of you get any uh, hassles or problems from family members because you have chosen to come to school here? There are a lot of uh, hostile Arabs around here and they can, uh, there is a lot of incidents around here so uh, you know the parents are afraid for the yeah. children. It, it would seem that you could be a model for the rest of the country uh, between Jews, Arabs, whatever. Is that true? Yes, Hopefully. I think so. Of course. Yeah. My apartment, the next door is, uh, is Arab uh, people and we have a good relationship, we don't have a problem at all. Are you surprised by how effective you guys are? Well, I'm not surprised. I have to be part of the system here that sends a message to everyone. The thing is that people remember this place from bad times, harsh times when things were rough or bad publicity in the news, but no one really comes here to see what's happening, so they don't really know. So that's why we're here. No, maybe we will change something. Yeah. No, because I think that people really think that it's a, a very uh, hard or uh, not a safe place, but it's not true. Chancellor Yigao Cohen Orgad credits the university's success to creating an informal atmosphere where students see each other eye to eye. Do you have many conflicts here in the university? Thanks God, not at all. We passed in Israel two intifadas, this university. There was no one evening or one day of tension between Jews and Arabs that study here. Despite its cutting-edge research, pastoral setting, and quiet campus life, some see Ariel University as a controversial place. Have you had problems with the international community or with other Israelis? We don't have problems with other universities and research institutes. We have real problems with many governments, first of all in Europe, and part of the American government, i.e. the State Department, that tries to boycott us, formally or informally. 
Why? Because they think we don't have the right as Jews to live here in Samaria. Do you have hope for the future for peace for Israel? I am sure one day we are going to have peace with our Arab neighbors. Based on these understandings that we are here to stay, we shall find the way to live in peace. Scott Ross, Ariel University, Samaria. Up next, Scott and his wife Nedra go shopping at Jerusalem's historic open-air market. Orphans Promise is committed to loving and serving at-risk children, to helping keep families together, and to creating opportunities for strong and sustainable communities around the world. We're working in over 60 countries around the world, and with your help, we can do even more. There's an old African proverb I love that says, if you want to run fast, run alone. But if you want to run far, run together. At Orphan's Promise, we want to run far so we can touch the lives of as many orphaned and vulnerable children as possible. But we don't want to go alone. We're out to change the world, one child, one family, one community at a time. Will you join us? to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel. Now available at CBNRadio.com. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning. Get your daily quick start from CBN News. A quick read on the important news of the day delivered right to your inbox. Stay current on breaking news, politics, and entertainment. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Plus, get exclusive stories and daily scripture encouragement just for you. Stay informed. Go to quickstart.news and subscribe today. If you've ever been to Jerusalem's Shuk, the streets and alleys filled with market stalls, you'll never forget it. It seems like everything you could ever want is there, and there's something very timeless about it. See what happened when Scott Ross and his wife Nedra checked it out. Mahane Yehuda, the camp of Judah, known as the Shuk in Hebrew, it's Jerusalem's most famous market, and like so many other places in the city, there's nothing ordinary about it. Here we are in the city of Jerusalem. Absolutely. About to cross a very well-known, historically known, Jaffa Road. About a mile and a half down the road is the old city's Jaffa Gate. In the late 1800s, a few brave Jews established homes here, a long way from the protection of the city walls. Today, you would never even imagine such a thing. But when they moved out of the old city, they were moving to these secured kind of neighborhoods. And that's why the name of the market is called Machane Yehuda. It's named after that neighborhood that was built in 1887. Jaffa Road connects Jerusalem to the Mediterranean seaport at Jaffa, considered by some the oldest harbor in the world. Who would have been on this road? 
in the recent history, someone like General Allenby, when he came and conquered this from the Ottomans, 1917, Theodore Herzl came down this road. But when we think really old, really ancient, do you realize that the cedars from Lebanon that were imported by David and then Solomon, they had to come from Jaffa into Jerusalem. Now, we don't know exactly the route they took, right. but this was the main artery. It certainly hasn't disappeared off the face of the earth. It's had a transformation. Now it's a pedestrian mall with a beautiful European light rail going through it. My wife Nedra and I joined Hannah Benheim on a walk through the Shuk on a busy Friday as shoppers prepared for the Sabbath. It's Shabbat and we have to buy challah. Challah is the braided Shabbat bread and it comes in several different styles. One is sweeter than the other. Do we want it with raisins and sweet, or do we want it without raisins? Okay, we want the tzimukim. And traditionally, you would buy two of them. Because on the Friday, when the children of Israel were in the desert, they always had a double portion, right? Let's okay. go find some olives. One spicy olive. That's good. And spicy. <laughs> of course, the olive is part of the symbol of Israel. Yeah. We have the menorah with the two abbreviated branches from Zechariah 4. Not by might, not by power. But aren't these delicious? They're good. So um, let's keep going down. Look at, isn't it beautiful? Look at everything, these. Everything, everything. Look at this. And they're organic. Dozens of countries and cultures are represented in the shuk, brought here by Jews returning to the land from more than 100 countries. An Iranian Jew started a spice shop in Jerusalem in 1953 and later moved here to the Shuk. Today, his grandsons still run the shop. All the mixes is the same, like the grandfather. Everything I grind here. And the... you do all the mixtures yourself? Yes. Before, I mix all this. This for rice, cheese, salad. This is pistachio, onion, and mixed spices. Mixed for rice. So three generations mixing spices and selling spices here in Jerusalem from Iran. An estimated 200,000 people visit the shuk each week. Rich and poor, young and old, religious and secular, as well as Jews and Arabs shop in the market. But it's had its share of tragedy, too. Yeah. Well, this okay. is what I came to show you. That says remember, to remember. July 30, 1997. Suicide bombers killed 16 people here and wounded almost 200. Terror attacks in the market virtually destroyed business. So the municipality reinvented the shuk to make it one of the trendiest places in the city. How are we going to encourage people to come back here? So the new floors and the new ceilings, and even though it doesn't look very brand new to you, and also the openness to so many different other kinds of shops and restaurants, bistros, even nightlife is here. It's obviously so, been very successful. So you see all things work together for good. This tragedy brought new life. We haven't even seen a tiny fraction of this shoot yet. And this is called the Iraqi market. So we're going down this way now. More than 250 vendors sell everything from fruits and vegetables to gourmet cheeses, nuts, and special boutique items like flavored tahina and haba. And some of the best restaurants in the city are here. This is a very open kitchen. Ah, Come see. yes. This is a lamb. Lamb. We like lamb. Like lamb. Very good. It's spicy. 
We ate at the Azura restaurant started by the owner's father in 1952 with traditional Turkish and Iraqi food. It's so amazing the abundance of food that's here. I mean, the, the tomatoes are like that and the variety of food. One religious Jew summed up the shuk for us. He said, if you want to talk to God, go to the Western Wall. But if you want to see God at work, go to the shuk. And that's exactly what we saw. Scott Ross at Mahane Yehuda Market in Jerusalem. That's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also access CBN content through our CBN News and other CBN apps. And don't forget to sign up for our email blasts so you can continue to receive all of our exciting CBN content. I'm Julie Stahl. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.